Today on Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, porno. Hey everyone, and welcome to Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet. We are the only podcast on the internet that talks about every single Arcade Fire song alphabetically, one per episode. My name is Alex, and beside me is the wonderful Owen Heaney. Hello. We are coming out of the campus radio and recording studio, CITR, at the University of British Columbia on the unceded territory of the Musqueam people in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. How are you doing today, Owen? I am doing well, thank you. <laughs> and uh, we are uh, we are we're sharing a mic right now because we have uh, we have a guest in the studio with us. Yeah, being us, you know, we only have the two mics, and uh, it's pretty special. So Alex and I get to be very close together, you know, kind of like a star is born, you know, sharing the mic together. Uh, yeah, the uh, the this is I have been so excited. The biggest guest we've ever had, uh, Richard Reed Perry. Uh, you know, neat. <laughs> Jeremy Gara following us on Flickr, cool. Uh, Stowe, our good friend, self-proclaimed best guest, I'm sorry, you're being bumped. We have Angela O'Donnell, the biggest Arcade Fire fan I know. You know, we may have a podcast, but Angela, <laughs> tell, tell the wonderful people what you did for Halloween. Um, for Halloween this year, I dressed up as Wynn Butler Whew. because I have a friend who, one time, I like, I have, like, the reflector poster that i just got at like the ubc poster sale and they had reflector posters at the ubc poster sale it was like a few years ago and it's like just like when it's like everyone is like getting ready and then when is just like looking like very like tired i'm like doing the face but this is a podcast so you can't see it um (laughs) but like he's like looking very like tired and kind of like exhausted and like you can tell like oh it's tour yada 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 and then my friend was like oh my god like that looks exactly like you and i was like "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) okay thanks what a what a compliment i guess um so i just like leaned into it and i bought like multiple costumes for it like i bought what i wore was i don't even remember i think i wore jeans and then like a white um jean jacket like the early everything now yes yeah but i had also bought like all black clothes and like a big black blazer that I was gonna paint white and then like do the like um what is the reflector mm, yeah, the reflector sort of like strip along his yeah. eyes raccoon yeah. type mask. yes yeah. yeah but then I was like I feel like that would be harder to explain in general and also I yeah. look less cute so um, <laughs> did you uh, wear any special sh- shoes everyone knows Win loves yeah. his kicks wins uh, wins rainbow shoes oh mm-hmm. I bought. I bought little cowboy shoes, and then in my research, I was like, he doesn't wear cowboy shoes. So I just wore, like, some Nikes I had, and I was like, now I am truly authentic. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, Angela, th- I mean, thanks for coming mm-hmm. on. Uh, in general, you want to you wanna tell the people about yourself? Um, the my- best question in the world. <laughs> Ugh, my name is Angela. I, for my job, I am the culture editor for the UBC. So I am one of the many UBC people on this podcast. And a, a student here with us. Yes, yeah. yeah. A student. I study political science and Canadian studies. Uh, I'm from Vancouver Island and I never shut up about it. <laughs> I, I t- I'm from Victoria. Where, where on Vancouver Island are you from? Ladysmith. Ladysmith. Yeah. Uh, um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, do you know that Sarah Newfield is from the small municipality between Courtney and now uh, Washington? What? I can't remember what it's called. Like, wa- not Wasp, but like someone like that. Like, yeah. <gasps> yeah. I mean, at least that's yeah. what it says on our Wikipedia page. <laughs> so. <gasps> I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. And delighted. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, how did how did you get into Arcade Fire? Um, that's a good question. 
When I was a young teen, I believed that there was a dichotomy. Either you're a Broken Social Scene fan or you're an Arcade Fire fan. So I was all into Broken Social Scene. I listened to them constantly. <laughs> I wrote their lyrics like on myself, like on all of my clothes, like on all of my um, schoolwork. Uh, and then I learned like, oh, that's not how music works. You don't have to like you don't have to like one super group and not the other. The, the music divides us yes. into tribes. Yes, I yeah. mean, it's like the greasers and the social. Yes, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Broken social yeah. scene and arcade fire. So, um, what was it? I th- that this is why I had to write down the things. I think when Reflector came out, I was like, oh, <gasps> I understand. I understand now. I understand like the appeal of this because my mom was. My mom is like a very kind of like hipster mom, so she was really into Arcade Fire. She was always like, "You should get into Arcade Fire because people will think you're cool." And that's like, we live in Ladysmith, like no one really <laughs> cares or knows what that is. So then I was like, "Oh no!" Like I actually like really like this a lot. And then I started writing. Like I have, I have a white T-shirt that I almost thought about bringing that I embroidered in white embroidery floss like the almost all of the lyrics to ready to start and now i'm like whoa i had a lot of time on my hands when i was a teenager wild yes, yes. <laughs> yes yes um so have you ever seen the band live yes i have um for their for their tour that let me unfold this paper everything now yes in for Vancouver? Do you hear that in the mic? The crinkling of her opening the paper asmr um for hey. their north america run fall 2017 uh, Vancouver, the fourteenth of October, twenty seventeen. This is one of my show and tells. Where, uh, where were you? Where were you standing? I got there very early. Oh, I think door. What doors open like six? I think yeah. I got there at five. Yeah, for I, was, some I was there at nine a.m. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's not kidding. Yes, yeah. I, I yeah. got there. I got there at noon or one. I also been there since nine. It well, was. see, I, I I had to uh, I had to drive my older sister to mm-hmm. to work in the morning, mm-hmm. which was near the the the, the, the stadium. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I like, if I'm not there, mm-hmm. it's always like I'm at home, anxious that somebody else yes, is going to yeah. be in front of me. Yeah. So I bring a lawn chair, I bring a card table. Nice. I was so cold. Yeah. Uh, it was. I think I've mentioned a while ago that that was my what I imagined purgatory would be mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because I was so cold but not freezing mm-hmm. and i really but also you're had, waiting for something else yeah right? and i really had to go to the bathroom <laughs> but i was worried about leaving my mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. but i knew that that night would be like the mm-hmm. phenomenal and that uh yeah it uh i was just listening to their albums on repeat um, mm-hmm. so what side of the square were you on like like uh the 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 win the main win side I or mean, the the other he one? moved around like when he went down into the crowd yeah. were you on because he, he went on opposite sides. So yeah. the, the one side oh. the band entered on, and yeah. then on the opposite side of that, he went down into crowd for We Don't Deserve Love? Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay, I am so bad. I am so bad at describing sides. And, like, this is going to be, like, audio garbage. But when <laughs> Fantagram was playing, yeah. and, like, they were only using one side yeah. of the stage, if you were looking at Fantagram, I was on the left-hand side right at the, like, oh, the front. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 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 So... Pretty close. Yeah, yes. we were on the right-hand side. Uh, we purposely, like, I had watched, uh, like, all the videos I can mm-hmm. find and did my best to map out the stage to okay. see what instrument. Because, like, Wynn moves around, but yeah. he still favors one yes, side, yeah, favored yeah. one side. And so that was, like, where the gate opened for yeah. when they entered. So okay. we were, like, lit- like, the best spot in the house that we were the last person before they would walk on. Mm-hmm. So we got the primo high fives. <gasps> no. 
we were so close to getting an everything now towel. <laughs> uh, I'm shocked. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm I, I got, got a set list, but um, mm-hmm. but there was also it was a weird stay. Like, say if they came now, we 100% would have waited outside to try and meet them after. But it was even like at that point, like we loved Arcade Fire, yeah. but it wasn't that level of you know starting a podcast. It yeah. still took a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, and also you'd been there since nine in the morning. Yes, <laughs> sometimes you won't go home. Sometimes not for Arcade Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why uh, why porno? Um, wait, can I talk about my other show and tell? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so on the topic of the concert, um, mm-hmm. while I was at the concert, I was, yeah, at the front row, and you know how Wynn was drinking from water bottles, and then he was throwing them in the crowd? <laughs> um, so while that was happening, uh, uh, at one point, he was drinking from a water bottle, and I remember in my head, I was like, wow, it would be really cool to get one of those water bottles. And he threw it like opposite to where I was and then all of a sudden it bounced off my head and into the pit in front of me and then everyone was like oh my god are you okay and then I was like I'm in pain but also (laughs) I think I don't know what happened and then the security guard who I'd been talking to for hours before picked it up and gave it to me so then this is I think this might be creepy but this is Wynn Butler's water bottle (laughs) that hit me on the head Wild. And it just sits in my room because I'm not going to drink out of it. That yeah. would be crazy. And just so people know, Wynn doesn't use disposable water bottles. I mean, he's disposing of them. Yes, yeah. But they are reusable water bottles. So, mm-hmm. uh, Have you washed it? Um, I did wash it, but oh. because I left it, I left it for a while, it's filled with dust. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So there's no more Wynn Butler DNA on it. No. <laughs> uh, it also doesn't have a top, so it's just like a very big yeah. cup now. Could uh, could have staged a crime and put Wynn Butler yes, DNA. Yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, so why, uh, why porno? Um, I feel like it's it's like a it's like a good song to listen to for one. Like it's just like fun to listen to. Um, I think every, every the like the different levels of listening that you do. Like, let's say you're just like on the bus and you're like, oh, I need to listen to music, so I don't like think about all the people who are looking at me on the bus like it's a good song just to, like have music playing and then it's like also a good song if you're like I want to like sit and like think about music and like really look into lyrics so it's like there's different like levels and I feel like every time I listen to it in the past 24 hours I've like re- gotten really different things from it and that I don't know it's kind of it's nice it's like um those those like toys where you get like it's like black and then you like write on it with like a pointy pencil thing and then underneath it's colorful oh uh yeah like the it's like colorful paper with yes, that yeah. black stuff yeah, yeah, on yeah. top of it and it's like a wooden pencil yeah. that uh yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i don't know like the more you the more you scratch the surface the more you <laughs> discover but uh like like all songs if you scratch too much then then yeah it, yeah uh, it gets too colorful yeah you gotta, you gotta put it out for yes, a while yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we ready to get into it? I was just well, one more oh, question. Sorry, um, mm-hmm. Is uh, so favorite albums? Which uh, which Arcade Fire al- album is your favorite? Like whole album, whole album as a whole, or top songs or bottom songs? Any any okay. like hot takes or or like stuff you love and any hot takes? Oh, I don't know if I have any hot takes. Um, I feel like I am not normally the type of person who is like this is my favorite album just because 
I don't know. It's it's rare for me that I find that like perfect album where it's like, and I mean, like you can do like the whole like algorithm of like listenable songs to like songs I hate to like songs that I love, and I would embroider on a T-shirt to like yada yada yada. Perfect right? ratio. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So like, I feel like I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. Um. Angela's flipping through her binder of notes yeah. that the cover of just says porno in yes, big yeah. letters. <laughs> I had to flip through a lot of pages of other porno to get to these notes. Um, we're a clean podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel like I all, I, my top five are like not the, they're like also like the most listened songs. Like I would say probably ready to start uh, afterlife neighborhood one porno. Um, the suburbs, so just like the common favorites, I think. I don't think Ready and Start a Porno are okay. common favorites. Yeah, okay. I don't think like yeah, Porno is like I mean I think it makes it to people's top tens, but not, yeah. not a lot of people's top fives. I think it's a good like variation of stuff. Yeah, I mean, should we get her take on everything now? Yeah, what do you think of everything now? Um, I, I didn't really like it at first, and now the more that I listen to it, the more it's it's one of, it's one of those albums where. Um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it. It's like if you just listen to the music, is you're like, oh, this is like nice music to listen to. But then the lyrics are like, oh, I don't really know if I want to, like, hear a song about suicide right now. I want to listen to this <laughs> at some other point in my day, maybe, but not when I'm just like washing dishes. So I don't know. I think that I have like not like not like issues with it, but like I think sometimes it can be hard to listen to just in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly, relative to the other stuff, it it takes a lot longer to form your opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, uh, I mean, yeah, the man the man himself says mm-hmm. that uh, it. Um, I don't know if you've seen when is will seldom respond to random people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was us. Nice. Uh, but I like in around that era, like say in like a, a two month period, he responded to us and he responded to this other guy that was just like everything now sucks or something mm-hmm. like that. This random guy with yeah. like seven followers and wins like, uh, see, the thing is that people like different music. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, like talk, uh, I forget the exact words, but it was something along the lines of like, talk to me again in 10 years. Uh, like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not something that you're going to get right away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think, I mean, 10 years is maybe a bit much, yeah. but, uh, I think w- this one really, win really did hit it that like, it's not a first listen. It, it yeah. It, yeah. I feel like off that album, though, probably Chemistry is my favorite. I think. Yes? Yeah? Is that a hot take? I don't that, know. That is like. the hottest of takes. Are you, are you joking? No. I just think it's like, I like listening to it. I don't have any, like, the what? lyrics. Yeah. Oh. That is wild. I guess I did have a hot take. We should have had you on the, on the Chemistry episode. I almost want to want to bring out for a re-review. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe am I listening to it? Is this like the like we all see different colors of Arcade Fire? Like yeah, I almost uh, Owen, I, I'd be like willing to do chemi- a bonus chemi- episode just to talk about this. Chemistry is like a generally pan song off everything now, right? Like I think like everything now is super polarizing. Yeah. I think Angela's turned super red. It's like, yeah. it's like people love everything now. The song yeah. people love. Put your money on me. We don't deserve love. Oh yes, love, yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff to love, and then people hate chemistry. <laughs> it's uh, just universally. I'm a chemistry truther as well. Like, I, like, but. Boy, is it not my favorite song on the <laughs> album? But, but, oh, no. like that makes me so happy to hear that it's yours. Yeah, uh, I mentioned our guest Stowe, mm-hmm. who is uh, around. He's around our age and is mm-hmm. in. Uh, he moves around in Europe. But uh, he said his younger cousin 
loves chemistry. Mm. And anytime he sees him, the younger cousin says, can you play chemistry? Or mm. can you play that one chemistry song? Mm-hmm. And like, it, it's, he was saying it makes him really happy to know that someone likes yeah. it. And like, wow. <laughs> that, that is wild. <laughs> like, that's a five song for you? Like, out of, out of, fi- out well, of five? Well, I mean, we rate them. It's like relative yeah. to the rest of Arcade Fire songs uh, in your own, like, what does it do for you? Ooh. Like if ready to start porno and uh, uh, the suburbs are yeah. f- fives. I would say it's like I don't I don't I don't know I feel like I feel like any answer is the wrong answer now like a three point five I don't know I just think it's a really like like uh, listenable song like you can watch wow. dishes to it which I yeah I truly appreciate the song you can uh, you can do science projects to it yeah. <laughs> Uh, wow, that's wild. Maybe like in, a, <laughs> in a in a month or so, we should do a re-review. That's uh, that's crazy. I, I, I like your metric though. Mm-hmm. Listen, like, can you listen to it while yeah. doing dishes? I'm more of a like, you know, like, obviously you listen to a lot of music on the bus and stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like if you're in the shower and you yeah, can sing along, mm-hmm. and it's like or play it like really loud in the shower. Like, that's a good song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, do you uh, stand by the idea that there could be songs you like but aren't as good as other ones? Like, say there's, like, say something like, yeah, I know overall this song isn't that great compared to some mm. other song, but I still like it a lot. And uh, that kind of idea of, like, the guilty pleasure of, like, I know it's not a great song, but it, like, to me it is. Yes, yeah, yes. Like, are we thinking specifically in the Arcade Fire context or, like, in how, like, very often I still listen to the Pussycat Dolls? Is that what that <laughs> Call me, call me, yeah. Okay, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think I... I think I definitely stand by that. This might be completely off topic, but I remember when I was younger, I read a New Yorker article um, that was about how um, the Daft Punk album, is it called Ram or is it called R.A.M.? It, like how it's like music doesn't have to be, music doesn't have to be good for it to be like good music. And I was like, whoa, I'm like 14 <laughs> and this is the craziest thing I've ever read in my life. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's what, when, uh, I I mean, we've talked about it Mm -hmm. extensively, although not on the chemistry episode, Mm -hmm. because on the chemistry episode, we just, we panned it, (laughs) but I've since seen the light. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, in a a general quick summary of my feelings and everything now, I think chemistry is bad on purpose and bad in the sense that it's like a pop song. And Wynn's very aware that like, he's not saying that like, dance with your boyfriend all night long is like as a... as as powerful as like I want a daughter while I'm still young yes, yeah. or uh, I pray that I don't see the death of everything that's wild. Yeah. But it's kind of like I see it as on everything now it's like him saying that we can't pretend that we're anything other than the millionaires we are. We're not the bohemian yeah. kids still, you know, banging on the door. And everyone who says, oh, we sold out. It's kind of this ironic like, oh, you're just making dance music, just making yes, pop yeah. music. And him so bluntly doing that ironically mm-hmm. in the center of the album on a cycle of we're the best mm-hmm. to we're making pop music to maybe we don't deserve love and then yeah. it just goes over and over and over again and i think that it's yeah like it's very on the nose that this is a pop song mm-hmm. it's we're not saying that this is like wake up or something else mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is a yeah yeah I mean, that's my general feelings mm-hmm. of everything now in one sentence yes nice anyway we're ready to get into porno Oh, and you got some basic facts for us? I do have some basic porno facts for you. This is uh, like Ew, one gross. of first little chuckles. Um, yeah. Like well, one th- many, one of many little One chuckles. thing I couldn't take was when I was like doing all my research online. <laughs> and, no. uh, Google uh, P-O-R-N-O, <laughs> enter. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> ah! <you> can, 
googling um arcade fire porno and oh. every <laughs> oh no <laughs> please continue yeah every every single news article like consequences of sound and all like the different kind of like um music news they all decided to make the joke about like oh arcade arcade fire just released a porno video like a music video for porno mm. and they all made the same joke but uh, I think we made it better, so that's really what matters. Um, um, Porno is the fourth track from disc two of the band's fourth full-length album, Reflector. This song was released as part of the album on October 28th, 2013. It is six minutes and two seconds long, kind of like making it average for that disc, you know, more like longer than the other albums, though, for sure. James Murphy is listed as a co-producer on the song of uh, you really tell it on this one too. Yeah, uh, of L- LCD Sound System, it, the song itself has 9.6 million streams on Spotify, makes it nine out of 13 on the album. It has only ever been played live once, and that was at St. Regis Ballroom in Aspen, Colorado, on New Year's Eve, 2015. Hmm. It was a charity concert where Matt Berninger and Zing Experience are playing with them as well. Matt Berninger actually did Wake Up with them and. Uh, Oh, something. <laughs> um, the band uh, also released a music video for this as well, and that served as the trailer for the documentary that is The Reflector Tapes. I mean, uh, we can talk about that later. Angela, have you seen The Reflector Tapes? I haven't. I remember when it came out, I was very excited, and then it turns out they just didn't show it in the theater in Nanaimo. Who would have guessed? <laughs> And now that I'm an adult, you know, I could just watch it, like, on my own time, but I kind of forgot that it existed until last night, which isn't very embarrassing. It's, uh, it's, uh, people who call Arcade Fire pretentious, Mm -hmm. they could cite this as a, uh, (laughs) as a main point, the Mm. reflector tapes, it, Mm. it, um... It very much shows the mindset they were in when they started Reflector. Mm-hmm. And certainly they evolved into a similar We Don't Deserve Love. But that is very like uh, the Joan of Arc, like, oh, they're crucifying us. Yeah. We're Jesus, mm-hmm. relatively yeah. speaking. Um, I saw the porno music video last night mm-hmm. for the first time ever. And I, I am... I don't know. Maybe this is a hot take, but I love specifically like Arcade Fire concert videos. Yeah. Like mm. Ready to Start, the music video. Oh, I wild. love. I love it. So at the end, oh my God, specifically, like I, my specific favorite um, Arcade Fire thing is when Will is playing a drum. Yes. And yeah. he like goes all in. I, I love that. I have done paintings of that. Like, I love it so much. Um, wow. So <laughs> I just feel like the more and more I talk, the more and more I'm revealing how. I mean, I, I, I said <laughs> it and stand by yeah. number one Arcade Fire fan we've had on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. So I liked that part of the video. Every other part, I was like, I should watch this again to understand what's happening. And then I didn't watch it twice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, that's, like, I think that is just one of the most pivotal moments. Mm-hmm. That was on, I, I don't know what show it was, but it's yeah, where uh, he breaks the drum. Earl's Court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Earl's Court. And he breaks the drum with the stick, and it's just, like, puts his head in the drum. It, mm-hmm. is, it is something else. That, like, that show would have been amazing to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like one of the, I like the film technique they use, which is really interesting, of placing the one shot on top of the other shot. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, what they have is, right, they have the back, like, they have a background shot, but it serves basically as a border to the yes, main yeah. shot. And that's why I, I really that's why they look so weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But basically, yeah, so there's the background. I like how they, they, they tend to contrast black and white mm-hmm. of the main one with color in the background or color in the main one, black and white in the background. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just like it's another case of like Arcade Fire didn't want to make a boring music video. So they found some way to kind of like, oh, we'll make it interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll do this technique and we'll do like kind of always pushing boundaries. Yeah, I uh, def- I mean, maybe a bit different on, on, on everything now. We just last week talked about on Peter Pan that the mm-hmm. music video is kind of run of the mill. But ge- generally, uh, Gwyn said for this album specifically that he tried so hard to uh, like be really pressed iTunes to that they could do something beyond just a square box for mm. the album art. He said he really wanted to emulate that like full opening up a physical copy and having all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff somehow with with the iTunes digital mm-hmm. uh, like the way that it, we used to wait something yeah but he said that they didn't, they didn't let him mm-hmm. uh, with the rebellion lies that specific one I probably watched that like once a week mm-hmm. just like him breaking the drum how difficult it is to break like I mean it's an object made to be hit yeah. <laughs> that like you really really have to like like uh, it, it, yeah, yeah. wild I've said wild so many yeah. times today but uh just wild. Mm-hmm. Also, one basic fact I forgot to mention: this too is also featured in the movie *Her* by Spike Jones, and it's a uh, subtle kind of in the background more than like it's on an actual track. On I mean, there's no official soundtrack, but if there were an official soundtrack, I don't think <laughs> you'd make it on. Yeah, I uh, yeah, going. To, I think this song is very uh, Morrissey. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than like how just kind of like on the nose it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially the way that Wynn is, like, singing in the music video. We were saying, um, I uh, like, lines like, I mean, like the, oh, I could have been wild and I could have been free, but nature played this trick on mm-hmm. me, or uh, uh, I've lost my faith in womanhood, pretty girls make great. Like, it's very, like, th- that that song, or this song really yeah. reminds me of those kind of lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, um, the, uh, like, Wynn is a hopeless, uh, misunderstood romantic on all of his albums, mm-hmm. and this especially. Uh, the way I kind of look at Reflector that I've said many times, that, like how there's two discs, which is very, very different from the Sabarus, where mm-hmm. it's just like one long album versus mm-hmm. almost two separate albums that are thematically the same, where I say the first one, the which is like by the band, The Reflectors, where it's like, are we the band we are? Are we just this mm-hmm. Kierkegaard's reflective age? Have we changed so much that we're not the, that, yeah, that Wynn has said that it's Kierkegaard's reflective age. That's, that's what he, that's where the name came from. Remember when I told you, I was like, I have to study for this podcast. Uh, See, I am like at no level, I am at no level of quoting Kierkegaard. I mean, we've been studying for like 67 okay. episodes. Also, I couldn't quote Kierkegaard if I tried. I mean, like I know the general theme, yeah. but I don't think I, I've never actually read the mm-hmm. reflective age. But. Yeah, if somebody if somebody asked me um, yeah. if I if I know the themes, I'm I'm not really one to pretend. Like I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I've read it. Yeah. I would be like, no, I haven't read it. But say if I were like, if I if I was like someone stuck a stuck a gun to my head and says summarize the the yeah. Kierkegaard's reflective age, I just like summarize the themes of this album and hope <laughs> that it's close yeah. enough. But uh, yeah, the, the first album is very much like the band in the reflective age and mm-hmm. that whole, the digital, um, I mean, we're going to get into this song of like the, the digital internet culture, that sort yes, of stuff yeah. is just a, a metaphor for the modern age. And it's kind of like how everything has changed for that. And are we still the same people or just like pale reflections yeah. of ourselves as a metaphor for them? Are we still the same band since we've won the Grammy or yeah. pale reflections of ourselves? And then the second half, I almost feel like they wrote the first half and then 
something happened to one of them or or someone they knew Mm -hmm. that they wrote a second album about love in the reflective age Mm -hmm. about this relationship that fell apart and it's not crown of love it's it's adult and Mm -hmm. it's slow and sad it's not it's not a oh i'm gonna carve your name on the back of my eyelids or or it's the cold wind blowing me to la Mm -hmm. it's like nothing happens it's just kind of sad and and slow Mm -hmm. uh yeah just the general my general uh I like to contextualize the albums uh, when we go forward. Yeah. Are you a disc one or disc two person in general? I like the music divides us into tribes and that's why I, yeah. but I, I don't know. I'm for me, I, I, I was, it's really funny because Alice is always a disc two person. I'm a disc mm-hmm. one person and just, you know, cause I like the, I, I can sing it in the shower. I find that's more apparent mm. in the first disc. Whereas it's really interesting because it's like the second disc is all very similar. And then you have afterlife in there, which is kind of different, but, um, I feel like I'm a disc two person, but hey. not for any not for any like good reason. Just because let me find my paper again. Like I feel like with the ratio, like because two of my two of my top five favorite songs are on disc two. It's just like that that magnetic pull, I guess, towards yeah, I being a, a disc mm-hmm. two person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are, we, are we ready to get into the lyrics? Uh, yeah. Angela, you want to take away with the first verse? Um, the first verse, I thought, don't we, don't we before have to discuss <clears throat> that before the song starts, there's, um, I was going to say even more specifically, like, uh, I don't know how to say it without being icky, but like sexy time noises. <laughs> Do you know what, what I mean? Did you not, when I was listening to it, I sort of like, there's that. Uh, it's so icky, and I shouldn't have come on this song. This oh, and song. do you know this? I like, I mean, I've, I listened to it a lot before the show, but not I... like there's like the heavy breathing and like sort of like the like shortness of breath. Oh, I suppose. Kind of. <laughs> no, maybe not. I mean, maybe I mean, that's maybe uh... I'm listening to a different song. No. Uh, yeah, I. Okay. Huh. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean that's we have the show. People get yeah. different things from the songs. I I definitely go back and and look at it again with that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelby, you you want to? I mean, also with the oh. snapping, I once again I took notes. Like, I just think, once again, I'm trying to use my best, like close reading the things I learned in English 11. Mm. Like, just that, like snap, snapping is like a bodily noise, and sort of that, like starting the song about relationships and not necessarily about sex, but like it's sort of implied because the song is called Porno. Like starting it with that, like bodily noise kind of like i don't know like centers it in a way mm-hmm. maybe i'm just talking I, I agree no that's it's like deeper than anything we've ever okay. seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's very human mm-hmm. i like that like the, the snapping it like brings you immediately to the body yes like. yeah mm-hmm. now we can yeah, start with the I, lyrics if you want. <laughs> yeah i mean we, yeah, I, s- yeah sorry for pressing but, no uh, yeah g- go for it okay so i'm reading them yeah is that what happens when i bring my own paper i have to read them we make we make Jack and Tristan okay. read, and they have to like, get their oh, phones we make, we out. Make every, we make, okay. everyone, we make read. everyone read, and you already have the lyrics in front of you. They're both like, "Oh, I got my phone out." I'm like, okay, oh, okay, thanks. Um, so it starts with, "Take the makeup off your eyes. I've got to hear you, hear your sacred sighs." Oh, you keep going. Keep going? Yeah, we do, okay, yeah, like a full verse. Okay, before the breakup comes the silence. I'm talking to you. You say you're over it, but I know. I thought I knew you. You thought you knew me. But now that you do, it's not so easy now that I know. What do you get out of that? Um, 
a lot. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of like where to start. How about you guys start? So I yeah, when you want to take it away. So um, you, I, me, they're all those are personal pronouns, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of personal pronouns in this song. Mm -hmm. I find like it's very you me focused. It's very there's two people. It's Mm -hmm. whereas like I mean like Alex will bring it to the point where it's about the band or whatever. He'll contextualize it. But in general, this is a song where it's not in the second half of this album. Oh yeah, never mind then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No contextualization. No contextualization. No, it's just a love story. (laughs) But like that—that is, it's like all this focus on you knew me, I knew you. It's very like that. It's very personal. It brings it really down to earth. It is like it's a human interaction. And uh, I don't know what you go from there. I uh, yeah, when uh, when thinks you're pretty without any makeup on, but in a very nice guy voice here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a song where Wynn is saying, oh, all the other boys are, are objectifying you mm-hmm. and want to use you because that's what internet culture is is doing to us. But, I mean, we just mentioned <clears throat> that it's the, I mean, there have been studies about just the access to uh, pornography at a young age mm-hmm. to especially boys that it uh, it kind of stunts your emotional mm-hmm. growth, uh, which is kind of what Wynn is saying here, that it makes you view uh, women as objects. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not just, like, men and looking at women but just people in general it it helps change an objectifying mindset but it is by and large mostly with with guys yeah uh yeah so when is saying that like oh all the other boys are just objectifying you but so is win yeah that it's very much like this possessive object like he's not really giving the the agency to the girl saying that he's, you know, he's saying that if you're not with me, you're, you're just going to end up with these porno boys as if she has no mm-hmm. choice in the matter. Uh, and there's no other options. And, uh, you know, don't wear makeup. You're so much better than that. Like it's his decision to make and yeah. tell her what to do. And she clearly does not want him there. Yeah. But I think that's kind of the point of this song. Uh, that certainly isn't how Wynn feels in this day and age. Uh, on the, you know, all these albums, both like the theme, both characters, have a lot of agency. It isn't one-sided because of Wynn and Regine writing together mm-hmm. that we always get both perspectives. Even if it's not on this album, we get like all the stuff Wynn talks about on the suburbs. We eventually see Regine moving past the feeling on like electric blue. Even mm-hmm. if it happens much later, we always get these two sides. And so it's not like if all their stuff was like this, it's kind of like, uh, like uh, I don't want I need to listen to another album about telling girls what they should and shouldn't yeah. do. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think this is the this is the kind of mindset you're in when you're breaking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, have you seen High Fidelity? That woman has with John Cusack. No. Oh, uh, it's uh, the movie is kind of this whole thing where John Cusack is going through his all time top five breakups mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, talking about them, including the one he's going through right now. And when he breaks up right away with uh, with that girl, he says, uh, "Oh, he finds out she moved in with a guy," and he's like, "Nobody." is having nobody has ever had better um adult relations than she is right now Mm. and that's all he can think about and uh i think that um it's that irrational mindset i think it's one of the like when for such a long time when two people are like like quote unquote like very very much like uh consensually isn't the right word in this context but like like you are vulnerably someone else's Mm -hmm. and someone else is yours and when you're in the relationship that's like how it is and when someone's been yours for so long in that mutual relationship and then they want to end it and we're like they've kind of reached a point where like yeah they they can let go but you still want to hold on that's kind of like it's irrational like like you're still mine 
and the person I knew, like, I, I think it's still there. And that even like the slightest thought of um, someone being someone else is kind of nauseating, mm. you know? Uh, and I think that, yeah, I don't think Wynn thinks this. It's just that that's kind of yeah. how you feel at this point. Yeah, I think they per- like the band purposely writes a naive character, I think, in this song, especially yeah. to show growth. You can't grow unless yeah. you have like this naive- naivety yeah. at first. Um, I agree with you, but then I also have other opinions. Ooh. I feel like this song like tells two stories. So like okay. individually, individually isn't the right word, but like individually, like it's a fight between two couples. So like we're like not watching it happen because it's music. So we're <laughs> hearing it happen. And then like, I think generally it's also, because the first time I, the first few times I heard it, well, no, the first time I heard it when I was a teen, I was like, oh my God, this guy is like, that's like a good boyfriend like he's just like not like letting her go and then when i like grew up i was like if someone did this to me i would be a different sort of upset like if someone wants to go off and cry don't fall anyway sorry um so like every that the other thing with the song is like every age i listen to it at, i get like really different things so like i like see what you're saying but then i also think like it's about like really generally about like un or like someone trying to learn, like trying to unlearn like toxic um, relationship behavior and like sort of trying to like work through like how we've all been conditioned as people and specifically Mm -hmm. like tying it back to, we'll get more into this, but like specifically as you were saying, like how that ties back to like your learning at a young age through like pornography and through like media and through just like the examples we see every day of like what we think of as like a good healthy relationship and like obviously I also had that where I was like this is such a good fun relationship oh my god but now it's like no this is like horrible mm-hmm. I don't know so then I guess yeah so no, like definitely. like even within the song like we see a lot of like as you said this like character this like male character who's very what was the word you used I don't know very like he is very possessive possessive yeah, yeah. and then like like he like is very possessive and he's also like living within this like masculine structure but then like even within like you say you're over it but i know like that like you say you're over it is such a like it's such a thing that i don't know maybe i'm looking too far into this but like i know like that's something that i have sort of been like i don't want to use i'm going to use the word conditioned ten thousand times in this episode but like (laughs) it's like something that you've been like conditioned to like when someone like asks you a question like how are you doing you're like oh i'm fine even if like you're like not doing fine or like if someone is like if you're having a fight, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm totally over it, even though you like, keep it in your brain mm-hmm. forever. No, definitely, especially after, like, a long-term relationship breakup or even, even like, a, you know, short yeah. one. If you have been intimate but you know it needs to end, it's not like it's black and white. Yeah. It's, like, not like even if you're initiating it, you're out of love right away. It's still, it's still like, hurts. And I know, mm-hmm. like, when Wynn's saying, like, Oh, uh, I, I like you say you're over it. Um, it's one of those like she knows that like yeah I still feel like this, but I know that we need to yeah like the, I I know that I need to 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 let go yeah and I think that these feelings of like uh, possessive uh, possession mm-hmm. aren't even necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's very like to, to a point. I'll get mm-hmm. to it in a second. I I think like it's very natural. Like that's just how yeah how it is like you you loved somebody and, mm-hmm. and you lost it um i mentioned on the cars and telephones episode and i had a specific story to go with this and if you want to listen to that you can go back to that but i said that um uh if you have a breakup you have 
one chance to have a grand boombox above your head moment. Mm-hmm. Like one chance to like win them back. And uh, if they don't like it, that move on. Yeah. Like that, that they after that, you're just like that. You are all, I mean, harassing isn't necessarily the right word. And I'm sure the other person always under like understand, like, I know you're going through this. I'm going through it too. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's like, take a hint. They don't want yeah, it. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get to it with the don't go. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, I definitely agree about growing that this isn't crown of love. This is reflector. Yeah. And later on, there's, I think there's definitely lyrics that show that um, it's, it's love in the reflective age, yeah. not love in the wild age. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really interesting too about this is uh, he says throughout the song, he's like, I'm, I'm the only one who knows you, right? I know who you are. Yeah. I know your true self. Take your makeup off. During a tour where they all wear makeup, they yeah. disguise themselves. They're fake. They have fake heads. They're a fake band. Yeah. And it's very, so it's like very meta in that. It's like, you know, I'm trying to like, I'm, I, I know who you are, but no, no one knows who we are yeah. as a band. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, which is, which is, uh, all right. I guess we, we can, there's, there's more lines later on that I think more. Uh, yeah. It's like, you don't want to give it away. Have we had the, oh no, we had the, I thought I knew you. I think that's the, that's the thing. Like the, I know you like with no makeup, whether that's, uh, uh, you know, literal or, or, or physical. Yeah. So literal or metaphorical Mm -hmm. makeup that like stop pretending that you're not the person that you are Mm -hmm. because he thinks like, oh, the person that you are is the person you are with me. And if you've changed, it's for the worse. And like, Mm -hmm. like it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, um, it's, it's very anti-growth. Like if you're, if you're growing and changing, that's changing away from how you felt when you were with me. So stop that. That's not you, you know, come back, you know, you, this, you love me. That's, uh, yeah, I had with the whole loss of intimacy a little a uh, personal anecdote when uh, I uh, I for me after the the long term breakup I it was a really weird thing beside any sort of like I mean obviously nauseating picturing some other like physical thing but it was really weird the kind of intimate thing that kind of floored me was imagining them swimming with someone else I thought that that was just like such an intimate hmm. thing like going like hanging out to the point that you're going somewhere and like swimming together and it's so weird and specific yeah but for some reason that just like that thought just like floored me at that time well, i think that's like <laughs> something that's like in all rom-coms you get the ryan gosling character you know swimming wearing fully clothes swimming in the pool yeah. with the anna ferris character type you know it's Which like that? Uh, no specific one more oh. of a you know the movie where <laughs> ryan gosling's wearing all his clothes <laughs> with hannah sw- ferris and they're swimming <laughs> and more of a like like the stereotypical that's more mm-hmm. of what i'm saying it's like, like they're swimming is a very smith thing i guess yeah it, it's 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 you don't swim with anybody <laughs> unless you're on a swim team yes <laughs> so i've been told <laughs> i've never i've never been in the water before mm-hmm. um uh, keep going. Uh, Ryan, you got more to say. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready to move on. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, like, with the it's not so easy now that I know, like, I think it's also, like, like about how, like, like, the rela- like relationships are so much different, I feel like, what from what we imagine when we're, like, kids and teens. Like, they're, mm-hmm. like, so much harder than we th- yep. think they are. And I feel like that's something that the character is really like reflecting on through this and like goes throughout it and whether or not it's like it's like it can also be like this individual rela- this individual relationship and also like it can go back to like the like we are taught through society like what a relationship is and then it's hard <laughs> yeah difficult. uh i mean i think every single album of theirs can be summed up of like 
for better or worse, we are no longer the people we used yeah. to be. And we're kind of scared about that. Uh, and this is how we're dealing with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I, I often mention on like Crown of Love and especially the EP stuff, that's kind of the, the payoff for even stuff on Funeral where it's like, we used to be kids. Mm-hmm. And that's like, those are the songs when they're legitimately melodramatic and like much more blunt in the metaphors Wynn is using about oh, like my heart is an apple and I'm leaving the Garden of mm. Eden versus like being subtle with what he's saying. And uh, I would say that's kind of the payoff and that this is so far away from that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, yeah. It, yeah. Ready to move on? Yeah. I can read yeah, this bit or... Um, what, what was it? You can, uh, cry. you can cry. I won't go. You can scream. I won't go. Every man that you know would have run at the word go. Little boys with their porno. Oh, I know they hurt you so. They don't know what we we know. Never know what we know. And I'll just keep going a bit. And For sure. all your makeup, just take Before it off. I one, one quick thing on that, because I think it's a big change from okay. that onto the next one. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, uh, we have Go ahead. Uh, I think, I mean, it, we've, like, this, I think we've kind of said everything so far, but I think this, like, especially, like, you can cry, I won't go. I, uh, uh, there's the, the Netflix series uh, Love with Paul Rust mm-hmm. and Gillian Jacobs, and Gillian Jacobs' ex-boyfriend at one point says, like, oh, I'm fighting for us. This is, like, we're going to tell our kids that, you know, we mm-hmm. had a struggle and I was fighting for us. And it sounds so romantic because I think that's also, like, the idea of, like, the, the naive porno mindset towards, yeah. like, relationships this is like the prince charming black and white mindset toward relationships mm-hmm. like i'm going to fight for us and it's going to work uh, yeah 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 like i agree it's like it, like there's two mindsets and they're both pretty black and white and like finding the subtlety is important um i remember like when i first like heard the song i also didn't like clue in it's like i heard uh because it's very subtle is that you can cry like i won't go and then you can scream it's like as if the female speaker is saying i won't go i was like this yeah. is very confusing <laughs> but like more uh, <laughs> yeah and but now like yeah like i kind of get it. like it is the the male speaker saying like oh i won't go like, i won't leave no matter how hard it gets i won't leave but it's like you know it's like maybe you're the issue <laughs> yeah i i feel really drawn to the line i already talked about this but yeah i feel really drawn to the line every man that you know would have run at the word go which once again when i was a teen i was like oh my god he's like so steadfast and like <laughs> he's just like the perfect man and now it's like i i don't know it's like the the what is it the wool has been lifted from my eyes it's just like that's so yeah. i I, d- I don't even know if i have words like that's so ugh. nice guy like i it's like something else about this song is I feel like it's one of those things where like if my friend was describing this relationship, I'd be like, oh my God, this is horrifying. Like get away from this guy, mm-hmm. which I feel like is like a, another like way that I look at it differently now that I'm an adult compared to like when I was a teen, I was like, this sounds so great. Yeah, it it, uh, it really is like, you don't know what you want. Yeah. I know what you want. This is what you should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like, yeah, there's, like this doesn't give any agency to the to, yeah. the, to the female character, uh, but it also like it it doesn't paint her in a bad light. It's I think that there's songs when like there's like some people who've written this same song, mm-hmm. but in the, like a uh, mindset of like like being unironic about yeah. these themes, where it's like legitimately like I know what you should do. You belong with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, even like. Taylor Swift, you belong with me. It's yeah. like, like, can't you see that she doesn't really love you and you don't actually want her? Yeah. You want me? Like, and it's kind of like, oh, Taylor, that's, uh, but I knew she's like, 
18 when that or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. that's yeah, that's how you feel back then. You gotta yeah. reflect later on. Yeah, and I think something else that I don't know if it's interesting, but like throughout the song, like with the little boys with their pon- uh, little boys with their porno. Oh, I know they hurt you so. Sort of that like this character is kind of like a fake woke dude. Like he's like, yeah. oh, like I can see how like this is bad, but I I don't have the ability to see that I am also doing these things and also being bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like narcissistic. Yeah. It's like we're special. When he yes, says yeah. like they they don't know what we know. Yeah. We're special. I'm yeah. special. Like I know I know what's going on, but you but like really it's kind of like from the outside perspective. It's like uh, does he really though? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll take the next verse. Uh, you can cry, I won't go. You can scream, I won't go. Every man that you know would have run at the word go. Little boys with the porno, oh, I know they hurt you so. They don't know what I know. It's so little that we know, but the cup, it overflows. Little boys with their porno, this is their world. Where can we go? Makes me feel like something's wrong with me. Makes me feel like something's wrong with me. You can cry, I won't go. You can scream, I won't go. Little boys with their porno, little boys with their porno. Makes me feel like something's wrong with me. It's the only world we know. Yeah, something's wrong. Little boys with their porno. Angela? Um. Yeah, I lost them too there. That was what? a lot. Okay. Um. Um. I, I feel mean, like it's because like it's the same verse, yeah. or same chorus. Yeah. Um. I mean, this is this is just a fun fact, but like, with the but the cup it overflows, like using a quote from like the most famous psalm that like I feel like if My anyone cup knows overrunneth, yeah. yeah if anyone knows a psalm they know Psalm twenty three right um. Probably, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what people know about Psalms. Um, let me see. Let me get focused. Um, I feel like maybe I'm skipping too far ahead, but like the like little boys with their porno, but this is real, where this is their world. Where can we go? Is like having to having to like live in this like really over sexualized world, and like how can we like how can we escape? this upbringing and this conditioning when like it's literally everywhere like you can't Mm -hmm. escape it right and then like the like makes me feel like something is wrong with me like again like having to go back to like living in like living in this world like if you're anything outside of the norm i'm kind of getting away from like the main thread but like if you like are any if you're anything outside of like the like normalness like you can feel like you're the one who is you're the one who is wrong or like you're the one who was like living incorrectly as opposed to like society is just terrible. Yeah. yeah. I think well that's like one of the things like win and will. I mean they love talking about it as a mm-hmm. metaphor the Soren Kierkegaard is like going and walking out on thin ice. Mm-hmm. And like if you're the one who goes and walks out on thin ice everyone makes fun of you for doing something different for yeah. taking a risk and it's just like well, the world's not going to change unless someone takes the risk. Mm-hmm. So, like, so it's like, it's like, basically, it's like, the, I think this album is a lot of a, uh, like, don't be a normal person, like, be something different, mm-hmm. may take the risk. But. Yeah, it very much is like the second half, and this is one of those like, uh, we we don't really know anything about Win and Regine's relationship, or or may, I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be about them. Mm-hmm. It could be anyone in the band that had maybe a negative relationship, other than Win's melodramatic stuff in the beginning, which mm-hmm. she very bluntly said like Crown of Love and Cold Wind mm-hmm. are about a girl uh, that uh, I mean it's not really our place to say this is about them and really like it's about characters and it's one of those that very often uh, except on like the suburbs we've talked about 
the relationship, I mean, just last week on Peter Pan, like the mm-hmm. relationship between the male character and the female character is a metaphor for the band. Mm-hmm. And this one saying like, if uh, the the band is the speaker and the girl is the, the fans mm-hmm. and it's kind of this part of... Uh, we're on the first half they're saying like oh we're the different band and here it's like uh like if this is the world if this is the digital age of 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 music and Mm -hmm. this is how our listener base and audiences have moved on where can we go from here Mm -hmm. and uh i think like uh, it's saying like oh it's it's the it's the only world we know and then when he goes the yeah something's wrong we get to the point that we were we were waiting all times we were like oh we'll get to this more later on i think for me is the first part where it's like yeah, this isn't right. Uh, yeah. I know this is how I feel, but uh, yeah, something, something. This, yeah, yeah. I, I think like I, this is my first rodeo, and this time around, this doesn't feel right. Like it, uh, mm-hmm. it it's not fair for me to to take all like to tell someone else. That yeah, this is what they should know, which is something that he's grown or or this character has grown into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else did I have? Oh, there was something something interesting in the music that happened um is like at one point there's like a there's i think like stringed instruments mm-hmm. playing over um playing over a, a, oh i can't say this word a, a synthesizer yeah a, yeah so synthesizer yes yeah it's just my mouth doesn't let me make that sound um so like once again sort of like going back to sort of like the snapping even though obviously like uh, stringed instrument isn't the same as like a synthesizer <laughs> um, like sort of that like those like natural sounds versus like the like electronic mm-hmm. like digital music yeah I like that because I mean with James Murphy on like they have a drum machine mm-hmm. right and they have like but they also want like I mean Jeremy plays it live I assume like some well, the ones, like, I think it's like this an awful sound they don't play live because these are the most like the James Murphy stuff is like the most produced like I mean mm-hmm. There are no LC, like there are no LCD sound system. Like if you, I mean, James Murphy's whole thing in the beginning was that he wanted to bring rock and dance back together, and so he made the dance music with live people rather than just digital. But if you like, they have a lot of people and a lot of very intricate synthesizers, mm-hmm. like the ones that have like the old timey telephone board plugs that I don't mm-hmm. know what they do, but that sort of thing, and uh, that like they Arcad Fire isn't isn't that. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the studio they were, but I think very much like. They, this isn't like they're not going to try and do this live mm-hmm. because and they're kind of fine with that. Uh, yeah, because it, it's I feel like difficult and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like in the episode where we're talking about porno, like you're mentioning, it's like this, like something that's really fake yeah. next to like a relationship, which is more pure and like real. And like you're mixing the violin with yeah. the synth and the drum machine and everything. It is kind of like coming together as a whole. Lamau, James Murphy, your music isn't real. Win Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should take it to the end? Yeah. And boys, they learn some selfish stuff until the girl won't put up with it. On and on and on we go. I just have to know I'm not over it. I'm not over it. So love is real like a disease. Come on, tell me please. I'm not over it. I'm not over it. The last two being double-tracked with Regine as well. Yes, that w- that reminds me. Sorry, I keep cutting into other things. But in another verse, we get to hear Regine's voice. And I, the only note I wrote down was lady voice. Uh, and so like we like checks out. we like in a song about a relationship at like for literally the three words we get to hear like the woman's perspective. And it's like the same thing where she's like saying this thing that women have been conditioned of like, oh, 
I'm over it. Anyway, sorry, back to yeah, go for the it. end. Um, I think I have so little notes on this one. Um, I think we kind of said it I all think, at this point. I think though. like the perfect, like the, the, the thesis, oh, another hard word, is like the little boys with their porno and the boys, they learn some selfish stuff until the girl won't put up with it. Like that's pretty much the whole crux of the argument of the song. Mm-hmm. But then also, as I was saying before, it's like, like the singer acknowledges that, but then in the beginning is also like upholding that. Yeah. So it's like, I think you were saying like how throughout the song, they are like kind of like unlearning this behavior, but still they don't fully know it. And then with the on and on we go, it is like, it goes from like the individual of like little boys uh, until the girl. And then on and on we go is more like the general, like how society puts up structures and boundaries mm-hmm. and yada yada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's very much like you don't change overnight. I think the first mm-hmm. step to changing is recognizing what you need to change. And here for the first time, he's saying like, like, uh, I'm sorry. I, I like, I know, like, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry for, uh, for acting this way and for doing this. I, I'm, you know, I'm treating you like I'm like, I'm sorry for telling you what to do. I just like, I'm not over it. And this is how I'm dealing with mm-hmm. it. But for the first time he knows that like, this isn't, this mm-hmm. isn't the best. And I think that that's like the female character would very much be like that. That's okay. I understand. Mm-hmm. And to the point of like him then stopping. I mean, if it keeps going, it's like, this is the, this is no longer like understandable. Like mm-hmm. you, get over it on your own time. You can deal like this, but stop bothering her. Mm-hmm. But it's very much like, I, I'm still going through this as well and I, I understand and I forgive you like I know it's not the real you talking yeah. even in the song about saying like oh you're not the real you I think that that's like at the like maybe if the, the makeup and the superficial stuff or whatever your new things are deep down these people do really know each other Yeah, and she knows that this isn't the real him and that he's not actually like this mm-hmm. and uh I think yeah, it's kind of forgiven with, and we, we can see that if it was just the beginning stuff, we could argue, maybe he is just like this. Maybe he was like this all along, mm-hmm. but um, we know that he, he does have this capacity to actually be quote unquote good in a relationship. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's why this song is, I feel it, good versus like, you know, like, yeah. uh, this is kind of, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I feel like it's really interesting in this last verse because it very switched to a uh, I focus on the personal pronoun scale mm-hmm. of um, which is a good, better place to be. It's like instead of like saying like, "Oh, there's something wrong with you, and I want to help you fix. It. I'm going to help you fix it. There's something wrong with you." It's like very much just like, "Okay, this is now I can understand. It's my fault. I need to be able to fix myself to help us." But then it kind of goes into the fake woke scale of like, mm-hmm. I admit there's privilege, but I need you to educate me yes, on what yeah. privilege is. Like, no, it's not their job to educate yeah. you, right? It's uh, it's your job to like figure it out yourself because it's, um yeah, it's like that. Uh, as soon as you start putting all these tasks on other people, that's just not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I do think it is different from like, I mean, going to the extreme of like, I'm sorry for being racist. It's going to take me a while to stop stereotyping you. Please forgive me. Whereas, like, uh, like no, uh, yeah, no. Uh, but but this one is. Uh, I think it's a bit a bit different. But um, I think checking privilege is a good uh, sort of metaphor. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's a right phrase for that. Um, anyway, uh, ready to go into ratings? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So do you know, so we use metrics, so come up with a small phrase from the song or maybe a couple words that you think, and then you do a certain number out of five. Can you give an example? So, yeah, I, I will. Okay. So, uh, uh, last week for Peter Pan, yeah. it was uh, Dead-Eyed American Dreams. Okay. Like, because that's a lyric in the song. Yeah. Like, how many Dead-Eyed American Dreams? Got it, got it, got it. I gave it two Dead-Eyed American Dreams out of five okay. for Peter Pan. For Peter Pan. Yeah. And then, um, for, then for example, though, our scale to, uh, love to explain it in real mathy. It's yes. uh, 2.5. 2.5 is the yeah. average Arcade Fire song. Okay. So a 5 out of 5 is like, this is like better than almost any other Arcade Fire song. This is top tier. A 1 out of 5 is not necessarily, it's, I mean, it's like not as good as other Arcade Fire songs, but it's like, you know, it's like in general, in terms of music lore and world, it's still a pretty good song, but you know, it's not as amazing. And the, Overall, they should average to like a two point five about. Okay. But um, yeah, I say with a lot of like ones and twos, where like if this was by some other band that made an album of these kind of songs, they would have been like like uh, uh, a Wolf Parade or 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 some other band from the early two thousands. Yikes! Just calling Wolf. Parade. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying <laughs> that, that made like one savage. one mm. great album, and then kind of like I uh, I. Uh, like one one album that was very very strong but just kind of fell yeah. off a bit. I uh, um, I Wolf Parade's first album. I haven't really listened to it, but I hear it's really really good. But um, yikes, we're never gonna get Wolf Parade yeah. on the show now. <laughs> yeah. Um, we usually let the guests go first with the rating. Um, okay. So I would say I have to pick a scale. Okay, so I would say um, out of makeup off of my eyes. Okay. I would say it's a solid um a solid 4. Your top 3 song is a 4? Okay, fine. It's a four. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. I don't need to pressure you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How dare you? Yeah, it's like yeah, no Arcade Fire songs are actually that great. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even listened to this song. What are you talking about? I uh, think like I think it's that thing of like like what, as you were talking about before, like music that you like versus music that is good. Like I kind mm-hmm. of know that there are like better Arcade Fire songs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I still yeah. like like it a lot. See, that's like one thing too. Is like that's why we feel very freeing in our metrics in terms yeah. of. Yeah. I rate stuff based mostly on like versus yeah. knowing it's good or bad okay. and stuff. So it is a lot. There's a lot of personal preference that goes into our ratings. Uh. Oh, and you want to take it away? Yeah, I have um, three, what did I have? Sacred Size out mm-hmm. of five. Uh, overall, I think it's a good Arcade Fire song. It's on disc two, lowers it a bit. You know, it's not, I'm not a disc two guy in general. And um, yeah, musically, it's like it's good. It's like you can really feel the James Murphy influence. I'm glad they got him on the album, but still not my top. Not my top song in Reflector, not my top Arcade Fire song. And to uh, close this off, I have how many, how many real loves? And I have five real loves out of five. <gasps> this is a this is going into my neighborhood. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs on Reflector. I love the line delivery, the way Wind delivers his lines on this one and on Awful Sound. His like very under the breath and cutting like the the especially like the boys. They like, I mean I can't Wind's low register, but like the ways the boys they know the selfish stuff. Like the way he just like like spits those lines out so aggressively. I love it. Mm-hmm. And this one, I'm, I'm a big LCD sound system fan. Although uh, when we first started, we did awful sound. We both like hadn't listened to any LCD sound system, but by this point <laughs> we listened to a lot of LCD sound system. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a five. We have uh, anything else to say? 
Well, Angela, thanks thanks so much for coming on. Mm-hmm. We had a phenomenal time. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I took up so much time talking about all my. No, that was we such. were. That, I was. That was phenomenal. <laughs> That's why I was. I was so excited for this episode. <laughs> anyway, next week we're going to be back with a song I can't pronounce. Owen. It's a uh, poupée de cire, poupée de son. Anyways, anyways, thanks so much. Thanks, Angela. We're Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, and we will see you next week.